Hello, my name is Tanai and I'm a women's intimacy and empowerment coach. For years, I tried to heal what I thought was commitment phobia, and I realized that there's actually no such thing. This podcast is an opportunity to have conversations about what gets in the way of us creating real intimacy, and how can we have more deep and vulnerable connections in our relationships. This is Commitment Phobe. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Today, I'm joined by my friend Farah Asad. And Farah and I, we, we met in a, in a tarot course that we took. It was almost like a year-long tarot class where um, every week we dove into one specific tarot card and how it represents like a transformational moment in life, I guess. It's kind of hard to explain. They represent a lot of things. Um, but it was, it was deeply transformational for both of us. I mean, tarot is not what it seems or how it's portrayed in the, you know, in, in pop culture uh, or the movies. And, and she's a little more, a lot more well-versed in it than I am. So I'm excited to ask her about it among other things. So welcome on the show. And yeah, why don't you tell everyone what you do? Thank you so much, Tanai. I'm I'm so happy to be here with you. Uh, I'm an astrologer. I started uh, studying Kabbalistic astrology. This uh, like a deeper astrology that's related to the soul. So we dive into why we're here and everything that we came to repair because we're here to do some work it's our our soul's work not the material work so it's it's very mystical the type of uh, astrology right and then i study more psychological uh, astrology to like apply it to our daily life and everything that happens to us and all of that but I'm also a Kabbalah student and tarot, like like you said. Um, also a yoga teacher, <laughs> meditation teacher. So many things that I, I, I think they all combine are good tools to have when you want to like deep, like have a deep knowledge of who you are, because that's that's the key, right? To understand everything that happens to us sometimes we we're going through situations that we don't understand until we actually face ourselves and that's that's i think to me those tools because i use them for myself they they help you do that you know their way there's so many ways anyways but those are some that i know wow i'm I'm very kind of blown away by the way that you describe that so beautifully, you know, because a lot of people ask themselves, why do I need astrology or why do I need tarot? And I love that you specifically pointed out that whatever's happening in your life, you can just look inward and there's going to be the answers. But we need tools to link, look inward. So these are just different tools that are going to help us look inward. That's that's so beautiful. Yes, exactly. All of them are tools. Uh... For instance, the yoga, you can practice yoga just as a physical activity, right? But if you want, it can be something more. 
for you to heal and connect uh, with yourself and so many things. You can go into a deep meditation while you actually moving your body. It's really amazing. And you can get into a connection that is, I don't know how to describe it other than insane. Because you come out of it and you are completely out of this world. And then you realize you have been moving your body for like an hour and a half without like even feeling any physical pain because you're all working with the inner self while moving. It's amazing. While you're moving your body. It's just like <laughs> something. so good. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like a trance. Ex it is. Exactly. Yeah. That's so <laughs> something good. Something like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. What drew you to the more mystical side of, of the world um, initially? I mean, how many years ago was that? And what drew you to it? Right. That was, um, it started back in 2012. And honestly, it was through discontent with the daily life. How, how the, I don't know, the regular life everybody lives, I guess, is, is like, this is not it. And then you feel like something is missing, you know, within you. And you start like searching stuff. And then I, they, I discover the secret, the book and the movie. And everything started. And it's funny because back in 2012, everybody was thinking that the world was going to end because it was the end of the Mayan calendar. So it was, it was through that, that part of, history I guess that I started searching too I was going through my own personal because everybody was going crazy 2012 the world is ending <laughs> and then I was like oh my god it can end like this and so I started looking started that search and um, I like reading a lot investigating and then just and so many things even religion you know like to read the books as a book not as a practice for something else because they hold some knowledge that is useful for everybody anyways, no matter how old they are. But it was like, I think it's a snowball, you know, when you start, then you, you can stop. And it keeps building on and on and on and more things keep adding on to it, you know, and you keep discovering paths and meeting people and teachers and it's, it's just like that that's how I got to the tarot where, where we met it was something that just came to me I wasn't looking for it the best type the best kind of opportunities when they just yeah come to you so good something that I really love about what you share and how you um how you present yourself on social media and like the kind of things that you share is that you you speak of things with importance like this is important guys we got to do something about it you know <laughs> and it's like full of a lot of power were you always like that about stuff that you cared about even before you dove into this path yes I've always been passionate <laughs> mm, yeah exactly that's the word yeah it's yeah passionate. <laughs> yes that's I, I'm like that yes <laughs> mm, sometimes you need someone to I think the the saying is like put you against the wall you know to wake up and be like this is this is not okay like do something about it you know don't 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 sleep through it exactly yeah because sometimes we listen to things that people are saying and you're like okay it's not affecting me right now and I'm not going to do anything about it you know but it's it's part of the work yeah that's that's such a good point that 
the things you're doing can have effect on on later you know and and like i can speak to that because of the symptoms that have come up in my body like there's stuff the, the symptoms are because of stuff from years ago it's not you know it's it's stuff that's coming up right now from what happened years ago true it is like that. I kind of just want to pick your brain about all this, you know, mystical knowledge that you have. You're just like you're like a well of of all this wisdom. And <laughs> and what I wanted to start with is the idea of soulmates. And I know you have like different perspectives to draw from. So I'm j I just want to let you kind of take it wherever you want to go. But according to the to all the schools that you've been to and all the, you know, everything that you've learned is there such thing as a soulmate? Is there one? Are there many? I'm just going to let you take it from there. Okay. Yes, there is. But it's not the romantic concept that of the soulmate. It's not. And in that sense, there are, they are many. We have many soulmates, not just one. And not that person that is our partner. No. No, it can, it can be a family member. It can be your mom, your dad, brother, sister, anyone, even grandparents or even family members that you never met. When you start on this path, you, you start to discover that and to find them. They appear in front of you. When you add the astrology, uh, the astrology to it, and of course, you meet people and you have this certain feeling with them. And it's not necessarily that you're in love with them, but you feel a, some type of connection, right? And of course, if you build a relationship, you can say, let's do our, our chart, an astrological chart to see what's going on. And there you're going to find certain things that are going to indicate, okay, this is a, this is a soulmate. And a soulmate is basically... There, there's this mystical concept that we, we were broken in a certain number of, of souls and we were spreading around, around everywhere in the, the world, you know, and that's why it's not two parts of it. There are millions of it. So in our, in our lifetime, we can find so many and maybe we're lucky and one of them is our partner. You never know, but maybe not. And that's okay. It doesn't mean like, if your partner is not a soulmate, that's fine. It's perfect too, because what matters in a relationship is that you two connect on a deep level and you can connect with another person at the soul level without meaning that you're soulmates. It's very interesting. Cause then it's like, how do you know who's a soulmate, right? And and I and and I wonder, and maybe you know, like where does that idea of of that soulmate, romantic soulmate, come from? Like where did where did that originate? And do you find that in something like Kabbalah or like astrology? Well, that 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 idea probably I, I couldn't tell you where it comes from. That it's only a romantic partner, but it could be from let's say commercial things. <laughs> They try to sell you, well, you know, this love between romantic love and to, to start like with this idea that actually hurts people to me, that you need to find a soulmate. And if it's not your soulmate, and then you start with this 
idea that the person needs to be a certain way and you have to feel these things and all. And you know what? No. How do you feel with whoever it is that makes you feel love? Because that other person is actually making you feel love about you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's less about looking for the right person and more about the feeling. Exactly. It's just that. How, how are you feeling when you are with this person? Because what if it's a soulmate and this, this soulmate makes you miserable? <laughs> and you're going to stay with the person because it's my soulmate. I cannot leave them. No. No, it's not like that. It can be a soulmate. It can be bad. I don't know if you, you know this, but I went to a Jewish school that was pretty religiously Jewish. And in school, we were taught the idea that God created, it was like Adam and Eve, you know, it was like the same soul that was split in half and you have to find your other half. So it's interesting to me that it, that like it was something that was taught in Judaism, you know, or at least in the sect of Judaism that I that I grew up around. Right, right. It's, it's like to preserve that, um, the idea of the marriage between these two people and that you have to make the effort to follow the commands or the commandments so you, you can uh, get awarded that person, that other half, you know, and it's not like that. It's not, it's not that simple. It's not that narrow. I think that's a very narrow concept of it, you know, and, and yeah, I found so many soulmates. Matter of fact, I know that my dad is one of them, you know, and being, being a soulmate is simply that you're part of the same route. Like, let's say if you do imagine a fruit, so you come from the same tree, let's say, something like that. But it doesn't mean that all of the fruits from the same tree are going to be partners in love. It, not necessarily because your soulmate. And actually, when you are in a true soulmate relationship, it's difficult. It's very difficult. It's not easy. It's not all like love and roses and everything is perfect. That's a lie. A real true soulmate is the one that's going to make you work to make you better to put you on your path your right path the path that you should be going to accomplish the mission that you came here for because we all came here for something there is no one not even a leaf from a dry tree that doesn't have a purpose you know everything has a purpose an ant an elephant anything you name it has a purpose so we all have a purpose. So that soulmate is you're going to find it and you're going to be actually very lucky. You're probably going to suffer a lot. Yes. Yes. It's not pretty. Many, and, and, and it is my case actually, gone, I've gone through what is known as the dark night of the soul. And that's happened through those relationships with soulmates can you tell us a little bit more about what, what it is <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know yeah it, it is a process of awakening to your soul to yourself if you're not in alignment with who you truly are you're going away from that something is going to happen that's going to break you apart you're going to be broken 
you're not gonna know who you are because you have built this persona that's not you. You're not leaving what you need to be leaving. You're not going where you need to be going. And so, well, let's call it the universe makes arrangements to make sure that something happens to you <laughs> to make you go there. And it's not pretty, it's not easy. It's really hard. But it is such a more, I mean, it's it's such a more loving perspective than saying that God is punishing you or like you've done something wrong. You know, it's it's seeing these things that are painful in your life as just happening to bring you back to your true self. And and like you said, it's not going to be pretty, but what's going to be there on the other side after the l feeling loss and confusion is being in touch with yourself. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I know that a lot of people are, that you guys listening right now, I know that a lot of you aren't familiar with astrology and um, how it can help in relationships. So why don't you maybe start telling us how, how it helps, why it's important to know what's in your chart and why it's important to know that in, when you're relating to other people. Yes. Well, astrology, you can talk about astrology as the DNA of the soul is the map of the actual moment of your birth and the planets, where we're the position in the sky of all these planets that in a more mythic way, they're, they're thought to be gods. They give you this energy to make you go towards your goals, like as a soul, not only as a person because we're here actually to grow our soul. She, she I connect the soul with the she. she. She's in this experience, you know, and she's working, but she's actually in this body that is, is, is too little for her because the soul is infinite. So this map is going to give, give you an idea what's going on. And you actually, you cannot limit yourself to only the inside parts of you. You can go to the external. That's the other side of the, of the astrology that is going to tell you what's going, what was going on when you were born. And that's the tools and actually the baggage that you're bringing. You're bringing all the baggage, things to repair, things that you didn't do in a previous life, things that you did that you have to pay for to say it in a way that it, that's called the karma. And we are constantly creating that karma, even now, every day, all the time. And for some reason, well, that doesn't end. We're gonna continue to pay for it. That's why it's so important, th this concept of consciousness and raising your consciousness, because through that, you make sure that your karma is not, even you can end it but when you do you don't have to come back because the reason that we as souls keep coming back into this world is to repair and keep paying for that karma for those actions that's when you go to the the, the uh, law of uh, cause and effect that's what karma is everything you do has an effect whether it's good or what is called as bad or thought as bad it depends on you what do you do but that's coming back to you and you have to repair it 
Yeah. It's just, it, it reminds me, I've, I don't know if you saw the show Witcher on Netflix, but there's these witches and whenever they give life to something, something has to die. So it's like that balance that always needs to be kept in, in the universe, right? Exactly. It's just like that. And then astrology is self-knowledge and also can be used for healing. The more you understand who you are, the more you know who you are, you can better manage your emotions and also better manage your relationship with others, with, with your environment, knowing where you're going, you know, and what, what you can do to make you better, to be good, to understand why certain things are not good for you, for instance. Why things maybe fail in your life? Why, why, okay, well, I tried to do this as a career, but it doesn't work for me. Well, there is a reason for that. Maybe that's not, that's not it. So you can, you can discover all of that uh, through, through astrology. Yeah, you know what's interesting? A lot of people, when I speak to them about astrology, have you looked into it? They normally say something like, I don't really want to fix, I don't want to be fixed to something, you know, I don't want to limit myself to something. Um, I'm infinite. All the possibilities are there for me. So what, yeah, what's, what would you say to them or what's, what's the perspective really from astrology? So the purpose of, of knowing this is not to say, to use it, use it as an excuse because many people, they say this, I'm a Leo. I act like this because I'm a Leo. I don't care. No, I'm sorry. No. The purpose of knowing that is for you to go above that. That's why there is something about the number 13. There are 12 zodiac signs. The number 13 is going above all, all of these energies. And for you to go all above all of these energies, it's because you mastered them. You went through the light and you went through the shadow or each one and you mastered that. And you are racing higher. That's the that's the the racing the consciousness. That's what it is. That's the purpose of us being here. To when when you leave this world, well, we don't know what sign was tonight, because she didn't behave in that certain way when she did, and it was in a low vibration. She worked on herself to change it. She didn't stay stuck. In, in the jealousy of, of the Scorpios, for instance, I'm a, I'm a Scorpio, I'm jealous, I'm vengeful, I'm bad. Well, that's a low vibration of that time. You, are you going to use it as an excuse or are you going to say, wow, I have that trait and let me, let me change it because I want to become a better person, a better soul. So, so it's like that. No, it's not for you to, to use it like that and to stay like that and, and to keep reading these things on a magazine that tells you it's not divination and it's not a determination either you it sounds can like, change like it. a mirror it's like you need you need a mirror to be able to see yourself so it's like let's see what's there to know what what to work on right exactly it's very much it, it is just like that but it's for you to grow to evolve not to stay there and use it as a you know well there's nothing i can do I'm just like this because of I love my attention. Heart. I'm a Leo, but I, I have full approval for that though. But there are certain things like that. Yeah, that you're right that I have looked at as a Leo and I'm like, okay. Um, 
how can I how can I be conscious of that and see what exactly yeah exactly just like that what can I do what can I do to make it better if it doesn't work for you you know if it makes it's making you suffer or suffer the people around you the, the thing is like work on it don't stay like that because that's not the purpose of it knowing is not the purpose of it but it's it's super wide astrology is something there is uh, astrology medicine or astrological medicine where you can see about illnesses and all that you know yeah yeah so when it comes to when it comes to relationship what what what's super helpful about including astrology in a relationship well you can see many things you can see the synastry it's called synastry where you are do a comparison between the two charts of the partners and you can see what aspects are maybe difficult the more difficult aspects you have between two charts is the more the work that you have to do together do you want to do it or not? It's not bad. You're going to work on it. You're going to evolve through it and you're going to transform something and you and that person too. So it's going to be perfect. It's going to take work. Yes. Because if you want an easy life. It's, it's just so different from saying, oh, we're not compatible, you know, which is a, a, a thing people throw around a lot. Like, oh man, you're a Pisces. Nope. <laughs> exactly. And you cannot say that because we, we are not only our sun sign. Our sun sign is our birthday sign, right? We're not only that. We are the 12 signs. And I think not everybody knows this and understands that we do have the 12 signs. And each one of those determine an area in our lives. It just depends where. And there's so many other things that you have to look okay, this is the reason why this and this and that. And many people, they could be a Capricorn and you find them something different because they have other things on their chart. And you cannot say, oh, okay, I didn't know they were a Capricorn. So that happens, but that's the reason. Because we have to understand we are, we are very complex <laughs> beings. <laughs> Actually, we're not that simple. We're not that simple. Yeah, that's so important to know because, I mean, I remember using astrology to be in control. You know, it's like I would find out someone's sign so that I can be in control, so that I knew what they liked, so that I knew what they didn't like, so that I knew our compatibility. And that way I knew exactly what to do to to protect myself mainly and also like to, you know, to be able to predict what would go wrong and also know how to make the relationship work. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 because that way, you're, you said it, you're controlling. And you're not having the real experience of connecting with another human being. No matter what happens, just connect with them without trying to find and manipulate things that happen between you, you know, you don't have to do that. You'll know if you're not compatible. <laughs> something is going to show you that and that's it but you cannot determine that the success of a relationship just by that and if there's hard aspect hard aspect is like okay something that you have to work on that's it it's your decision always you say I don't feel like working on this I want something easy okay that's perfect so good so much approval it's like you can take it this way you can take it that way yeah, I always I think about that a lot when 
when I have friends that are like thinking about people that are married and um, and maybe it's not the most passionate or the most connected, but it's easy. And it's like, that's okay. You know, if someone wants to just have an easy partnership, then then yeah, it is easy for that to last, you know, um, to last very long if, if you're choosing something easy. And, and yeah, I just think it's okay. It's just what we're choosing and there isn't this right way in partnership or the wrong way. The thing is like a spiritually speaking or metaphysically speaking, when there is no friction, there's no growth. You're not growing. And, and that is not, not only the, the, the romantic relationship, any relationship that you have. You see how you, when you're growing up in your family, there is friction with your mom, with your dad, brother, sister, da 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 da, da because you're there for a purpose. It's not because your parents or your siblings are bad people. And they want to make your life miserable. Oh my God, this family that I have. No, you were born into that family, one, because you, it was your choice. And two, because it was what you soul needed for, for, for its growing. You needed to, to be in that environment. You needed to have those people pushing all your buttons and making you angry. And do, that needed to happen for you. It's not them, it's you. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's so powerful because that's like another place where people use excuses and go like, oh, I'm like this because my parents treated me this way. And it's so much more empowering to see it as they're your teachers, they're triggering you so that your soul can grow in certain ways. And so it just makes me ask the question, like, what am I meant to learn here? Or how am I growing from this? That should be the question, I guess, at all times. But even me that I know this, I forget. Of course I forget. I'm human. And I'm going to fall many, many times. No matter how, I mean, no matter how much I study and I do, and I, I'm going to fall. And we're all going to fall all the time until the day we go. And that's, that's when we have to awaken compassion for ourselves. You know, like, okay, I fell. And I knew that, but you know what? Okay, next. I'm going to keep walking. What am I going to do? No, I can't stay in this hole. You know, I did it. It's okay. And I saw it. Yeah. And I knew it. Yeah. I needed to go through that again, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe the next time it's not going to be like that. There is no, we don't know what's going to happen, you know, but in that sense with your family, you're a trigger to them too. It's not your parents, your, your parents triggered you, you trigger them too. And you, they have a correction to make with you. That's how it's called in Kabbalah. It's a correction. It's called a correction because it was karma created and you all came to correct something with each other. That's, that, I don't, you know, that's what they call this, the, the, the contracts, soul contracts. We all have soul contracts with our family, with the people we meet. We have soul contracts with that person that passed by us at the gas station. And we just like look into our eyes and maybe smile at each other. There was something that needed to happen. You know, like, okay, is, is that, that the synchronicity? And maybe that person was wearing something that reminded you, that reminded you of something. Something always is happening, always. But are you looking? Or you're just like going through life like, oh, okay, I'm here. 
Because if you look, you're going to find things. Without being paranoid and being like, oh my God, I have to look everywhere. Everywhere right. is something Because then no. it comes from like control, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I actually, I want to, I want to say something and then I want to ask you something about control. So yeah, there's times when let's say I, I, I can't get over someone or like someone hurt me and I'm trying to get over them or like I know someone like isn't good for me or something like that. I like feel the attachment, you know, and it, it helps me to remember our soul contract isn't over and like I'll feel it when it is, you know, and maybe, maybe it actually isn't, but it, like maybe it really continues forever. But there is this like feeling of like, of like I can trust. I don't have to push getting over this person. I don't have to push them away. I know that something's going to like click and I'll be able to easily let go. And and I'm wondering if you've experienced that or if there's, you know, something about that in what you spoke about, like that feeling of like, yeah, I can let go now. Yes, definitely. It's, um, that part of the let go has a lot to do with fear. You know, we don't want to let go because we're afraid. We're afraid of the change that, that's going to come after that letting go. There is something changing and we're always going to be afraid of that. Even though, like you say, we know it's something that is hurting you. You don't want to let it go. Yeah. Do you think, though, that there is like a, a moment that it'll flow? Or do you feel like if it's coming from fear, like just push that fear away and and cut it out? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, at some point you you have to get tired of it, you know? You have to get tired of staying like that because in the meantime, it's you that is suffering. That that happens. And for sure, for everybody, it's going to be different. For some, it's going to be so easy to just let go. I cannot deal with this anymore. This is not for me. I don't want it. And I, I just, you know, open my, my hands, my arms, and that's it. I don't want it. And for others, well, it takes time. Because of that, the attachment, the attachment of the feeling. And sometimes we even have the attachment of the attachment to feel bad. Right. Attachment to the suffering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we want it. We want that part. I want to feel like, like this. I feel like crap. Wonderful. Okay. I stay. And but it comes to a point where you say, no, no more. And I think that releases on its own. Like all of a sudden you realize one day. I don't have this attachment anymore. I don't care anymore. And it's gone. So good. It actually beautifully transitions into the next question. I'd love to know, what are some of the things that have helped you um, not be in that place of control, of like looking for the answers, looking for the signs, looking to like, what does the astrology say to, you know, be in that place of control? Like, how do you? It is difficult when you realize that no matter what you do, everything is going to unfold how it's supposed to. And in the meantime, well, it probably, because it happens to me, of course, you can make the choice to drive your, yourself insane and try to find answers and suffer or say, it's okay that I don't know and I'm just letting go. It's not easy. It's so not it's easy. It's kind of like a choose your heart. 
Yes, because if not, you get lost. Yeah, but I'm hearing that one of them involves just this trust that everything's everything's happening as it should, and it's just like remembering that as many times as you need, right? Yes, because if not, if you don't do that, in my case, it's been if I don't trust, I start judging myself, what I did, what I didn't do, what should have done, you know, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? I question myself. And at some point you realize, why am I treating myself this way? I'm not being any loving to myself. And that you, you, you are like projecting this energy. And if you're not being loving with yourself, towards yourself, how another can love you? It, it's not going to happen. So you have to be, and look, and it happens to me too. Like it can be like for a few days, you are there, you're in a hole and you're going to be digging and you're going to be trying to analyze, trying to control, trying to make things go your way until you get tired and you say, I can't. I can't do it, but it's going to happen. Of course, it's going to happen. Unless you are like a, this elevated soul that is not even here anymore. <laughs> that you, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like what you mentioned in the beginning. Like the universe will take care of it. So so it, you can get exhausted. Like that, I wrote about this, um, I think last week about depression, which is like depression is a gift. It, it, you're so tired and you're, you, you care so little that you let go. But of course, it's it's not fun to get to depression, you know. <laughs> but one way or another, the universe will guide you or push you to, yeah, to let go and 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 just yeah, flow and let things happen. Yeah, you have to trust. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. So I saw that recently you changed um your bio on Instagram to Love Alchemist or your your name actually. So what inspired you to call yourself that, and and what does it mean? life experiences being a love alchemist is to be someone that takes any experience no matter how hard no matter what form no matter what happens and transforms that into love towards everything it's a process that that it can be painful but it can happen and that is the best outcome for anyone to just go from any type of pain to just love. To understand that to be alive is to be love. You are love. That's who you are. And that's who every person you encounter is. Is if you want to see it in, in a more mystical way or religious way, every person is God. Every person is God. Because if we were created, like they say, like him, or if we are part of the universe, if we talk about universe in a cosmic way, so we are all the universe. So every person is, is that, it's just love. And if there is a hurtful situation that costs you pain, well, yeah, that needed to happen to awaken something in you. And that's going to take you to your next level, whatever that means. It's not like going higher than, than anyone, but for you, whatever is your next step. 
So that experience is going to take you there. So why not just love that person? Because through that, through that person, that messenger, that angel, you're going into your best place for that moment. And you're going to continue because it never stops, you know? So it's that. It's just changing whatever whatever happens into love. <laughs> I love that. I, I was like taken to this other place while you were talking, you know, just such such good things to remember that we're all God and that that just helps you not not judge others, you know? And like, of course we do because it's what we're constantly doing as humans, but such a beautiful reminder to, to you know, see everyone as good and as love because um, – because then we're not constantly being like, they shouldn't be there, they're wrong, they're bad, you know, they're evil. And it's it's a challenge to think of everyone as love, but so, so powerful. Exactly. Yeah, and the yes. more we see others that way, the more we can see ourselves that way. If you don't see others that way, it's because you don't believe it and you don't see it in yourself either. That's, that's it. When, when this bad situation, for instance, comes to your life, or let's not call it bad, that's just this situation that causes you pain, you're suffering through that, right? That person is just a messenger. And it's, it's too hard to understand when we're going through things that are unspeakable, right? Because bad things do happen. Things that are like terrifying. Well, it's so hard, but that, that person's karma was to be that person, to inflict that pain. He or she was supposed to do that, you know? And it's like, well, don't judge him or her because they're doing their job. They're doing the part on this movie. That's it. That was their part. That part, the part they, they had in your movie was, well, the bad, the bad person what are you gonna do what are you gonna do like that's the question right what are you gonna do so are you gonna fill yourself with the hate with it no no because it's not doing you any good too you have to make the choice to decide okay i'm going to be love all around for everyone no matter what and it's not easy because i'm saying it i'm not saying that it's easy because it's not no, but it's really good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we do feel the pain. We do feel the pain and it is so real, so real. But you can also, and this is a Kabbalistic concept. I spoke of it uh, last night. Mind over matter. Mind over matter means that it's your consci consciousness that is shaping your life at all times. So you can decide if you are going to control your mind or not because your mind can drive you crazy your mind can even kill you if you let it so what are you going to do let your mind kill you okay go ahead or stop it fight it is a fight for your life i remember uh, as a kabbalah student even when i worked there and everything this all of this that we go through as humans, they call it a war. We are in a battle. They call it a war. Oh my God, I didn't know that. <laughs> it is called a war. And those sessions when they're like doing rituals or praying or doing whatever, it is a battle. It is a battlefield. 
and your is your soul fighting for you against your own demons your own ego your own shadow because yeah accept that you have it so you can see that you have it but don't let it eat you don't let it kill you don't let it take over your life and kill your soul because it can happen so that's why they they refer to it this is a war so you decide what you're going to do you're going to fight for you or not and it's very interesting because studying yoga and yoga philosophy they refer to it about the same it is the same concept like all the external and everything that we battle throughout our life it is that you're fighting you're a fighter you're a warrior and you have to go through life that way fascinating i'm fascinated right now i've never heard of this before yes so yeah so so yeah just look at it like okay this is my battle right now yeah how do you train for your battle you know i think like like i one of the things that i'm very interested in these days is um like physical um discipline i think it it just it, it just gets you in such a place where you can where you're more um what's the word it's like in in my yoga classes i learned of the concept equanimity you know of like for, for example holding a pose and even though it's so excruciating you hold through it and then that helps you in life you're experiencing pain and you don't you know you don't freak out from it you have like more tolerance so i'm really yeah so i'm really into that and i think of someone training for battle and how they have to train in that way and so it kind of you know kind of makes me think of yeah if, if you're a soldier how, how are you training for life how are you going to train so that when you're out there in the battle you, you got this in the best exactly. way possible you got this you're fighting for your life <laughs> oh, so good wow this conversation i'm just obsessed with where we took it thank you so so much for just dropping all your wisdom um before we go can you share with everyone how how they can work with you or, or what they can get in touch with you for Absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm on Instagram as uh, Farah Asad 101. Same as TikTok. There is my email. Uh, and yeah, we can we can start working together and go through to, together. That's why we're here to help each other. Find the path, find the way and make it more not easy, but enjoyable. Find a way to enjoy through it. You know, because we have to go through it and that's it. And look for help. If you need help, look always for help because we do need help. We cannot go through this alone. We can't. Amen. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> well, I will include all of her information in the bio of this episode and I will see you next time. Thank you, Tanai. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey you, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Commitment Phobe. If you like what you heard, make sure to share with your friends, your lovers, your ex-lovers, anyone that you think could benefit from having a conversation like this one. And it would be super helpful if you subscribed and left a five-star rating on iTunes to make sure that this podcast gets spread around to as many listeners as possible and we can start changing the conversation that we have around intimacy and relationships. If you want to find out more information about what I do as a women's coach and some of my other projects that I'm working on, you can find my information 
in the bio of this episode, or you can reach out to me directly on Instagram and shoot me any questions that you have. See you next time.